Good morning. Today is Monday, January the 16th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's enter in with a prayer of consecration today. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. And because we are not by ourselves, but there are many of us joining together every morning here, will say, Jesus, we belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, I belong to you. Praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading today is entitled, From John Mellencamp to Whitney Houston, and From Nazareth to Your Town. Our text is Luke chapter 2, verses 39 and 40. Here now the word of the Lord. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. When I read a text like today's, I want to cue John Cougar Mellencamp's famous song, Small Town. You know it. I was born in a small town, and I live in a small town. I probably die in a small town. Oh, those small communities. <laughs> We'll leave it there today. Jesus was born in a small town, Bethlehem, and he lived in a small town, Nazareth. By today's standards, he died in a small town, the old Jerusalem. But praise God, he didn't stay dead long. He is risen, and he's living and moving in small towns and big ones everywhere. It's what happened in those hidden days in that small town that matter more than we can fathom. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. So what happened in those first 12 years? His parents didn't train him in how to be God. 
No, they raised him to be a good, kind, loving, respectful, patient, noble human being. And not only his parents, but the surrounding town, and notably the ordinary, everyday, God-fearing and people-loving men and women of the local synagogue. Our churches, no matter how small they are or big they become, must become like small towns again, especially when it comes to our children. And that's precisely what must change the meaning of our. We must lay claim not just to the children of the members of our churches, but to every child in the community. They are all our children. It will begin with the subsoil through the mighty plow of prayer and fasting. Then will come the extravagant sowing and the long cultivation. And our aim? We want our children to grow up just like Jesus did. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Here's the vision. As the clock strikes midnight on January the 1st, 2025, the first members of Generation Beta will be born in every town and city across the land. What if we could be there to welcome them? What if our little and big churches could start planning and working now, a full two years ahead of time, to be ready for them? Generation Beta, not to invite them to church, but to become church, where they are and for their sake. What if we could show up with a plan, ready to encourage their parents to meet their real needs? Diapers, casseroles, helping with first, second, and third birthday parties and presents, taking down names and needs to pray and fast for the long haul, to become a conspiracy of the strength, wisdom, and grace of God all around them. Just what if? I think it would please Jesus, and I'm certain he would be there with us, cheering and leading the way, shouting something like, let the children come to me, hinder them not, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. Matthew nineteen fourteen. And now I want to cue Whitney Houston. I believe the children are our future. Treat them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. That's it. Okay, I promise I'll stop. You can take it <laughs> from there. It's Monday. I hope that gave you a lift.
the prayer. Our Father, we keep praying that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know you better, that I might become truly humble, which is to awaken to the person you imagine when you fashion my inmost being, and that I might rise up into the real life for which you created me. Forgetting what is past, I press on toward this high calling. But for today, let me find myself next to this little family in the small town of Nazareth as they raise Jesus, this consecrated child, to become strong and wise and graced by God. I want to live a consecrated life of simple obedience and extravagant love. Show me the next small thing. Come, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to move with you. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. In the question, how about it today? You've heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, I'd say it takes a church hosting the kingdom of heaven. What might it be like if we got ourselves out in front of a generation? and not always trying to play catch-up. Think about that today. In the hymn today, is Jesus loves the little children, which is not in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise, but you probably know the words by heart. Let's sing it. I'll sing it twice. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Once more. Jesus loves the little children. All the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And you know, if Jesus is in us, that means we love the little children of the world. Here's a couple of PSs. First, I want to remind you, we're, we're praying about and discerning a course. I'm going to be teaching it, if there's interest, called Prayer and Fasting for Life and Awakening. Love to hear. We've heard from a lot of you, but we need to hear from a lot more if we're going to do it. It takes a lot to do this. Um, there's a survey in today's email in the PS. You can click on it, take you one minute, only three quick questions. That would really help us. 
And then one more thing. I'm prompted today to throw a net into the deep water. This is crazy what I'm about to say. But I've done this before, and I and, and it has met with the favor of God and his people. If anyone out there has a million dollars about to burn a hole through their pocket, or more or lesser denominations as well, we here at Seedbed carry bold awakening vision. Just like that one I sketched out for you today. And that vision exceeds our grasp, and it's in search of divine provision through sacrificial human generosity. So if you shoot me a text today, I'll be sure to call you back. My phone number is in the email today, in the PS, in the one more thing at the bottom. And then today we've got three significant notes for additional reflection study. I just layered some of my own conviction that relates to this notion of who the church is and what the church as the headquarters of the kingdom of heaven is really about. You know, getting beyond a sort of collectivist social services mentality and into uh, the real bold imagination of God's kingdom and getting so beyond a membership mentality and the serve religious services and, and all that. Anyway, I got carried away and put some significant notes in here. So if you're, while you're at it, you might read those. It's optional, of course, as it all is. So appreciate you being here with me and with all of us together. We got to get to the field now. It's Monday. Load up your pockets with seeds. I'll see you out there for the awakening. I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.